Welcome back to another episode of the Shorts and Goggles podcast. RJ Liggins and Kevin Reed back on another Monday night. Kevin, how did uh, this Monday treat you? I had a pretty solid Monday. Um, as far as Mondays that we've had, I've, I've come on the spot a couple times just fe- feeling like bad case of the Mondays. What just happened? But I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good, man. And you said nice. you were too. Yeah, no. Today was there was no fires or anything like that, and uh, yeah. So you know, I'll take it as a win. So, totally. Yep. And in good spirits coming onto this pod. Um, not really a whole lot to talk about as far as Zag updates or anything really that cool happening in the NBA, but something did happen last week. You mentioned how our pod conversations or topics, they just kind of happen organically, right? And probably yes. a few days after we recorded our pod, um, something came up that caught your attention and, and you wanted to talk about. So um, what was it that caught your eye last week? Yes. Um, and I'm, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you've, you've seen a clip of this or at least like saw it mentioned on social or whatever, but the, one of the TNT Thursday games last week, I mm. want to say it was a Thursday game, a TNT game last week, cause they do more than Thursdays now was um, involving the Utah jazz and the Utah jazz had a, just a, a nice win as the Utah Jazz are doing. The Utah Jazz actually having a rather nice season. That is something that we probably would have talked about on like a normal week is Jazz sleepers. We'll see. They're pretty good, man. Yeah, Thursday night after they beat New Orleans. So this is this is when this is going down. And we have, with a lack of, cl- lack of creativity, um, the Spider-Man of our MCU universe, Donovan Spider-Mitchell, I'm going to tie it back. Check out yeah. that pod if you haven't listened to yeah. it yet. <laughs> yeah, check it out. Um, had, had himself a nice little game, but the TNT guys were interviewing him. So, of course, this is Ernie, Shaq, Chuck, and Kenny. And they each kind of go around and, like, Ernie asks, like, the opener. And then, like, the, the guys all kind of, like, take turns asking, like, a different question. Like, Shaq chooses not really to ask a question. Mm-hmm. He just chooses to use his time to say, I wanted you, like Game of Thrones style, I wanted you to hear it from me that I don't think you are, like, that good. Essentially, Uh, yeah. Yeah, essentially. It was something he said, I said earlier, so he was referring to something he said earlier, and he was like, I said earlier on the air that I don't think you have what it takes to, like, get to the next level yes, or something along those lines. Um, mind you, Donovan Mitchell was playing the game, so he didn't see that comment. Yeah. He had no idea what was coming. Yeah. Um, and to your point, Shaq doesn't really ask a question. He like more or less no. tells him that. And then is like, what do you have to say about that? Or what do you think about that? Here is the, here's the quote. So again, instead of asking, or he, he turns it into a question at the end, um, yeah. sort of. Quote, I said tonight that you are one of my favorite players, but you don't have what it takes to get to the next level. I said it on purpose because I wanted you to hear it. What do you have to say about that? Like, what is, what is that? So you said that to us and, and you were just kind of like flabbergasted. So I guess walk, walk me through now that we've had a week to kind of mull this yeah. over, man. What's been the thought process on, on what was said and the delivery and everything like that? So I think one I think one of the arguments that um, Tyler presented to us, and 
I, I don't think we're getting any seconds on the Sixers um, tonight, Ty. I don't, I don't see that. Joel Embiid might be MVP there. Welcome. You're welcome, Ty. Take your crumbs and get out of here. Yeah, goodbye, <laughs> Ty. Um, but I think he said like either this is he, he threw out the idea of like motivational tactic. Mm-hmm. So if we're doing if we're doing like a close read of this quote, he says he wants Mitchell to hear it. He mm-hmm. also calls him one of his favorite players. Um, what do you have to say about that? I so I'm going to lean towards Shaq motivating. I'm going to give a little bit of a benefit of the doubt. I I don't have any other. I'm I'm willing to entertain other methodologies for why he would say that, but mm-hmm. I'm going to go with motivation. Do you have one besides motivation? All right, let's 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 take a, a walk down this motivation path, right? So right. How come this isn't something he can't just like send him in a text or like a voice message or something like that? He feels the need to say to him on the air after they won the game. They didn't even lose. Like they won the game and Mitchell was the best player. So it's like, what's his what is his intention of doing that on the air? I think a lot of it has to do with how maybe Shaq came up in his career and being frequently told he doesn't have what it takes, especially yeah. like with the magic and then for the first few years uh in LA with Kobe being told he doesn't have what it takes to to get there or get to the next level or whatever that quote might be even if that's the case and that's how like you were brought up in in the game and stuff like that it's like why do you feel the need to go out of your way on live television to to say that to another player um it just felt very like strange like what was the desired outcome I guess what did he expect I'm going to say in that moment so it seems like he's putting a priority on having him hear it from Shaq face to face. So I think that must be part of like part of the Shaq ethos now, which is, I guess, which is, I which as, as we have discussed before and maybe we'll a little bit more tonight, that has not always been part of the Shaq ethos mm-hmm. to, to have things be said face to face. Right. We just read a whole book about it. Basically. Yeah, we just read a whole book about, <laughs> about Shaq not always living by that code, but he seems to be very forceful about living by that code. Mm. And there has been like a this pattern is, lately. Right. So this has this isn't the first instance of like it seems like it involves the TNT guys. And that just I think is because of one, their platform, and two, it is Shaq and Chuck. Mm. Like okay, it's 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 good it's that's gonna happen there um this is the guy like not Shaq obviously but this is Chuck who famously would had a whole commercial designed around him not being a role model Mm -hmm. like they they will speak they will speak what's on their mind and that's why they're getting paid the big bucks and that's why inside the NBA is so awesome right um but there has been like in the last couple years a generational rift Mm mm-hmm between these guys and uh, frequently it's about style of play mm. and i think this is this is a continuation of that also because if you look into like chat what Shaq elaborates on his instagram with and what the general trend is about for those that didn't see that post can you elaborate on yep. what, what Shaq kind of doubled down on today yeah so 20 hours ago 
as of this recording, Shaq says, this is like we're doing an episode of, this is like our serial right now. We're, um, <laughs> we're breaking this down. <laughs> uh, Shaq had an Instagram post. He says, this is, and it's pictures of Penny, Kobe, a couple pictures of Kobe, Wade, Steve Nash, more Wade, there. more Kobe, more Kobe, more Kobe, young LeBron. So like a lot of Kobe, some Wade, uh, Yes, Gary Payton. Good catch. I remember um, that one like puzzled me. I was like, "Why? What? Yeah, <laughs> like, what was Gary? What was Gary doing at that stage? What was of his pa- past past his prime? Gary doing like, in this super past his prime? Yeah. But, okay. So he says, "This is what greatness at the point guard position looks like. At the guard position, excuse me. Okay, was, <laughs> my fault. My fault. My fault. I'm not Very good. I played with the best to ever do it. Period. You know, I know." what best looks like hashtag don't have to hate y'all know i got g14 classification to say what i say okay so in true investigative journalism serial podcast style it's diamond <laughs> let's compare donovan mitchell yeah. to the people Shaq has in his photos compilation mm-hmm. Before we do that, like, yes, let's, let's break down the first interaction too. It's like, what what the hell does the next level even mean? Like, is he talking about winning the Jazz a championship, or is he just saying like to be one of the best players in the NBA? Like, I guess th- there's like so much vagueness in his statement that it's like uh, that's why I'm confused. Like, what exactly was he trying to get out of it? But like, if we're are we trying to say that he's saying that Donovan can't take a team to the to the finals or? I'm assuming that's what he's thinking. I believe that's what he's saying. Yes. Okay. Cool. Given, given that, and it's it's him with all the, it's, although I mean not with Steve Nash and yeah. not even with LeBron, but okay. Yeah, so but, maybe not finals exclusive, but like one of the top players in the league. Maybe. I guess one of my. So this is your. We're, we're I think correctly kind of poking holes in this, but but one of my first thoughts was defense. Mm-hmm. Is he saying? Donovan Mitchell is not a good defender, or it is not a he's not a well-rounded player. <laughs> not, I don't know. <laughs> like, know is he saying say like, like I feel like he's trying to say that he's not he doesn't have what it takes to be like a number like a number one option on a team that can go far into the playoffs. Like he can't be the guy and be like a top five NBA player, which like is not necessarily wrong. I don't think, I don't think that's necessarily the wrong opinion. You know, I think where it gets weird is like Mitchell, like, I mean, like we both agree on this, like Mitchell's for sure a star in the league, at least like he's an all-star, like in one of the best young talents in the NBA. The dude's also only like 23 or something like that. He's not that old. I don't think he's, no, he's, yeah, he's, um, I think he's, I think he is. So he is saying that and maybe like, I mean, tweets, evidence refuting that. This is a guy from Twitter. Um, Shaq tells Donovan Mitchell he doesn't have what it takes to get to the next level after casually dropping a 36-7-5 and five and shooting 75% from three. Right? It's a pretty good night. Um, <laughs> it's a pretty good night. A, another one. I have no idea what Shaq was trying to accomplish with this, but it certainly did not go the way he thought. Mm-hmm. So that could be evidence about, like, Shaq – being 
benevolent in this situation. The intention uh, was there. I mean, because I, 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 I do think that was, I think, yeah, that's how he was motivated. But it's like, I don't know, you're a teacher. It's like, do you, you like teach your kids all the same way or whatever and no. expect them to all learn the same lesson? Like, no. Or, or do you teach them the way you were taught because it works for you? Like, no, you got to be mindful of that. And it's like, look, it might actually work for Mitchell. Mitchell does seem like the guy that as Mitchell responded in the interviews, like I've been doing that my whole career. Yeah. If you yes. remember where Mitchell was seen or projected going into the draft, like nobody thought he was going to be Correct. a lottery pick or even like that impactful of a player. And the guy turned around and almost had a, a rookie of the year season. So you know, he, he's constantly proven he can get like get to a level or get to like a next level, right? Yeah, I like that insight. Um, this is the I like the I like the thinking that Shaq is he's providing kind of a generic critique of Mitchell's generation mm-hmm. when Mitchell, in fact, is an outlier to that. He is mm. um, he he is the like. More, ev- more evidence in support of Mitchell. Uh, another tweet. Also, like, Donovan Mitchell isn't one of these young dudes who has plateaued. He just dropped 36 points per game in a playoff series last year. Why are you challenging him? So, again, like, he certainly did everything in his power. We talked a lot about yeah. that, that Nuggets Jazz series. He did just about everything in his power to try and will on um, the Jazz Mike Connolly, quote, I've been a big fan of Don's and seeing him the way he's grown even before he was here. I don't know how you make a statement like that regarding his progress at such a young age. He's gotten better every year, mm-hmm. says Mike Connolly. Um, another, Donovan Mitchell is everything that is good in the NBA and everything the NBA should stand for. Um, he plays with joy. He's classy. He's committed to the community. He remembers everyone who helped him on his journey. Um that's a, so that's another thing that jumped out to me right away is like I don't know if there's a better, more wholesome guy yes. in the NBA than Donovan Mitchell. Like the guy, if you like follow his social and shit like that, like he's the most wholesome, like happy-go-lucky, but like takes his job seriously, dude. Very generous in the community. So that that's what, another reason why it was weird. Like it's different when he goes at like Embiid or something like that, where it's like some people don't always have the highest opinion of a B because they don't think he takes the game seriously enough or, or Dwight Howard, like when Shaq has his weird vendetta against him. Right. You no. Know? And so that's why it was weird. That I was like, Donovan Mitchell kind of gets this, but I guess, so does that speak to like, kind of, cause this isn't the first time TNT kind of has run into this, this sort of thing. I think yeah. Charles, Chuck and uh, Chuck and Draymond had like a little feud for like a little bit, but that seems to be squashed out of Draymond goes on Turner. Yep. And everything like that. And I think at some point, every player has been told that they don't have what it takes to get to the next level. Like they did it with Kobe, they did it with LeBron, you know, they did it with Paul Pierce, like they did it with everybody. Yeah. So it's like, yes, that's not the part that's kind of, that's not the part that necessarily stands out or not, because like, let's, let's be real. What are the odds that Donovan Mitchell is able to take a team to the finals as the number one option, like in the current state of the league? It's probably not high, right? It's not impossible. It's not impossible. No, yeah, I'm not saying that. But it's like if we're being realistic about where he where he is right now in the league, like he's not he's probably not a top fifteen guy. Might not even be a top twenty guy, maybe. And that's just that's more of a testament to just the strength of the league than anything about him necessarily. Right. So it's like what Shaq said wasn't completely out of pocket in that sense. But it's like I think it, it is tapping into something that you're bringing up where it's like these retired players 
they see the the opinions that they give is based on how they view the game when they played and not so much of like what they see now yes sort of sort of speak and i think like care like kendrick perkins has ran into this a couple times uh jalen rose can sometimes do that too where he'll kind of just get stuck in the 90s for a little bit um so it's like on the one hand it's it's great to have these players be able to give their insight in and everything like that into the game but it's like how does that impact then the relationship between media and players because it seems like there's a bigger divide between the media and players and there there's been a while how is the that's that's an interesting thought. Um, I was just God. I, I had something queued up in my mind. I'll try to remember it. But to to your to your thing there, why is there this divide? Yeah. Um, are we going to turn this into a grander convert, like a, a broader conversation on yeah. the culture of me? Okay. Um, it's I wouldn't even call that journalism. That's um. So these this is like. Because this isn't, this is old player, like this is experts talking about mm-hmm. um, the, the present. And I, it's in some instances, I don't blame Shaq for mm-hmm. like, you know, everyone's going to do their golden age fallacy, right? Like everyone is, we will eventually ourselves have a back in my day, like philosophy. I'm starting to get there, man. Like as, I'm as pretty a, sure I'm already there as <laughs> a little an, bit. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll tell you what, like as, as an educator right now, um, for like the first few years out of college and in my twenties, like the pop culture connections I had with students I was teaching were still like, like they, it wasn't like, um, what am I trying to say here? It wasn't like two perfect circles, mm-hmm. um, but it was kind of like the Venn diagram was like enough. Enough overlap. Yeah. Yeah. There was like enough. I like, it's it, with each passing year, it's broader and broader to where like, you know, I'll hear names of people that like my students are talking about. I'm like, who is like, I literally have to Google that now. Like, mm-hmm. Whereas before even like in somewhat recent years, I'd have a vague understanding. Right. So like we're, we're all going to get to that point and we're on the road to being back in my day, people that is, yeah. that is going to happen. My issue with Shaq in this instance is the, uh, the critique is not unfair to everyone. It just seems drastically unfair to Donovan Mitchell. Sure. It seems, yeah. it seems, um, it seems lazy in that sense. How about that? Seems I would like, agree with that. Yeah. It seems like a lazy critique. Yeah. Cause like what you pointed out is that it's very like generalized. There's not a specific critique into why he can't, like he doesn't have what it takes to make it to the next level. Was that, what does that mean? Does he need to become a more consistent shooter? Because, yeah, he probably does. He probably does need to become a more consistent shooter. Is it his defense? He needs to be more consistent on defensive end. Like, you know, I, I don't know what it is exactly Mitchell needs to do to, to keep rising at the level that he's doing, but it's like it is lazy just to throw a statement out there but then not back it up with, like, a specific, you know, and that would have been an interesting response by, by Mitchell is if he would have went like, okay, so now what? What do I do now? What do I need to fix? What do I need to work on? kind of put Shaq on the spot and just be like, all right, Hey, you're saying all this, but like, what exactly is it that you want me to do? Cause it sounds like you're just kind of just pulling this out of your ass. You don't actually have like an actual thought of what's going to take for me to get where I need to be. Right. Exactly. It's like, it's the logical fallacy. I'm blanking on it right now. Where like you, 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 you say something and then like 
you, you expect the other person to like have to defend it but it's like no in order you need to bring up yeah. you need to come with the like come with the point mm-hmm. furthermore i don't know i i'm still lost on what shack was trying to accomplish in doing this going back going back <laughs> to what we said here totally well so here's here's another side of it though it's like that is that's just kind of what basketball media has turned into and it's like okay. at a larger part too like that's what we that's just how that's how we consume basketball. I mean, it's yeah. like, it's why we have barbershop conversations or barroom conversations, you know, it's being able to say like, I don't think Donovan Mitchell has what it takes to, to get to X, Y, Z, like whatever, you know, and then you open up the dialogue to have with, with another person on whether or not that's true. So it's like, that's a big part of what goes into those shows is creating conversation, creating dialogue. And I do think that there is, I don't necessarily disagree with the sentiment too that today's players can be a little sensitive to the criticism. I think where the difference is though, is that the criticism is much more frequent in in their face because of like social media and just because there's so many platforms that, um, you know, I'm sure it, it, it does get exhausting, you know, but at the same time, it's like, there's so many like chip on the shoulder stories or whatever, because like one person said they couldn't do it or whatever. And it's like, sure. Maybe one person said that, but for your whole life, everyone's been rooting for you and yeah. thought you could do it. So it's like, yeah, you know, I, um, and so that was something I was trying to be kind of monitoring with, with the Donovan Mitchell situation. It's like, you know, I think, I think almost everybody agrees that Shaq wasn't in the right to, to just bring it right to his face like that on live TV, like completely and catch a guy completely off guard. Yeah. You know, that was on call for that could have been a text. That could have been a call if you really do want to see him get better and develop. But, you know, at the same time, I was curious to see like how, how would Mitchell respond? Is he going to be like, well, I got plenty of haters or, you know, kind of that, that throwaway yeah. line that you hear a lot of the time about like, uh, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but you know, these old guys don't know what they're talking about anymore or anything like that. I wouldn't have even like, Like if he had like if that had been a Harden post game interview, he would have just walked off probably. <laughs> I well, I would have been like, I think I would have been like, dang, Shaq did that. Yeah. Like, oh, like, like called like called him on the shit kind of. Yes. Yeah, I think that's different though. Like than what Shaq was, whatever Shaq was trying, <laughs> whatever to do. Shaq was doing there. Yeah. Like what and uh, LeBron phrases it best here. So this is LeBron responding. Um via instagram comment because that's the world we live in um he said quote there's a difference between constructive criticism and soft hating though Mm -hmm. i've seen it both ways come my way mostly the hate you can hear it in their delivery Mm. and so like i think lebron articulates that really well like wait wait to not like flat out pick a side either just genius tweeting or genius commenting on his part. I, he's so good at that, dude. Like, you know, like he, 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 he workshopped that. He's with, look, I've never one. actually said this, but this is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. He, he, him and Mav crafted a statement before, before typing that in there. Stuck the landing. It, it's just mm, masterful. Uh, but you know, it is a good statement though, because I think if, if you're putting, if you're looking at that statement and you have to ask yourself, is that constructive criticism or soft hating? Mm-hmm. There's nothing constructive about that. No. It can Not be it. in Shaq's intention, his soft hating intention can be motivational. Yeah. But 
it would be untrue to call that constructive criticism. Yeah, because there's no like action, like course of action to yes, get better. Exactly. So yeah. it's literally just just hating. So what about this? What if it, that came from like a skip, not a skip Bayless, he's a bad example because like I don't think anybody takes him seriously anymore. Right. But it is fascinating. He still has such a huge platform. And I feel like for the most part, like most people, they're in on the joke. Like they understand like what he's doing. So, okay. Now you're getting into the conversation about the landscape of media again. It's yeah. Like, so, so what happens if like not Ernie, but like maybe a non bat former basketball player had, okay. had done something like that or like maybe not to his face, but like made a statement similar to that. Like how is that received versus what Shaq did? Um, so I think there's a couple ways to look at that, right? There's okay. the NBA fraternity part of it, yeah. right? Where it's like you're a former player, not just a former player, but a former player that's been scrutinized by the media before. So you should kind of know how this feels Yes. and the position you're putting me in. But then there's the other part of it too, where you hear, I'm hearing a lot more and more now that more players have their own platforms or podcasts or youtube channels or whatever like one thing that they'll always always bring up that's like well most of them don't even play basketball so they don't even know what they're talking about like where i'm out here playing this so i I know what i'm talking about so there's that credibility piece (laughs) like it it was shaq giving that delivery before other than somebody else but it probably doesn't get received the same way right like yes it's just it's very interesting how that conversation depending on who says it and how they say it and everything like that, just like open up this huge can of worms to the point yeah. where we could do a whole podcast about it. That's, and that's what, that's what we're doing. Damn it. That's what we're doing. <laughs> that's what we're doing. Damn it. Uh, so I, I, I'm glad you brought up the credibility piece because I just thought of this. Um, in Shaq's Instagram post, he, again, it's a, using logical fallacies. I can't think of the names of the, off the top of my head. Like, He's doing the thing where he's like, he's saying, I have credibility. I have G14, like mm-hmm. Shaq wording to say he is really, really credible. Like, don't come at me. I'm really credible with Shaq's defense. And then right. posting pictures of, ton of tons of guards. But it's a logical fallacy because no one is attacking Shaq's credibility. No. He is, he is defending himself for something that isn't what people are upset about. Yeah. He's changing the narrative on purpose, cleverly. Yeah. But what the issue is, like, like no one's saying you're not credible, Shaq. People are just saying, "What the you fuck are an was asshole that? for no yeah. reason." <laughs> <laughs> well, that goes back to what I, I was saying. It's like nobody's necessarily disagreeing with Shaq either. <laughs> like, nobody's saying like, "Oh, what?" No, he definitely has what it takes. Like every, everybody knows what it is with Donald Mitchell, right? At least yeah. for right now, we don't know what could happen in five years. Like obviously a lot can change between now and then, but that's not, that's not what the conversation is. So it's like, what is the responsibility then? Cause like I said, Shaq has an obligation to the producers and ratings and I don't know, shareholders probably, I don't know how that shit works, yeah. but it's like, you know, his Shaq's job is to be an entertainer. And even like yes. with the Shaq and Kobe beef, he always said it was like marketing, like he was doing right. Cause controversy creates conversation. Yeah. Right, conversation creates ratings, right? Yep. Where is the? I don't know. If this is like an ethics question at this mm. point, but it's like, what is then the responsibility of the players? Is it to be that fraternity that you know lifts up the players? Because we saw kind of the opposite of that the following night when Steph 
past Reggie for a second and three pointers. And Reggie had this long ass video, like multiple tweets, basically just like big up in him, just like, man, like I'm so proud of what you're doing. I know Ray's really supportive of what you're doing. And um, it was just such a different dynamic, but it's like, like, is that the player's responsibility to be constantly like petting, massaging the egos of, of their younger, you know, um, of these younger players, or is it to state their say what they feel about the game based on what they know about the game? And my answer to that is again more about the target of Donovan Mitchell mm. than the theater of it, because mm. Shaq has been on the like you said, Shaq has been on the other side of that, mm. um, and. There's absolutely there was people in the '90s telling Shaq that he didn't have what it takes, um, and you know, he's he has been there before. And then, the, I, like it's cyclical, and the cycle will yeah. begin will begin anew. Um, and 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 again, with regards to like for the fraternity, I think Durant does a good job here of providing, like. In very Kevin Durant fashion, he says, quote, them old, them old heads need to go enjoy retirement. These boys have coaches they work with every day, LOL. <laughs> oh, it, and and I, lo- I love that response because he's not, he's again, he's kind of like, he's like, okay, we like, we get it. Like he's more or less like saying you're doing the old man yells at cloud thing. Yeah. Know, Shaq. Okay. It's not like, Donovan Mitchell isn't trying to get better. Um, You know, Mike Conley shouting his work ethic out. Um, Actually, the the Steph Curry comparison is pretty interesting because Steph obviously descended from NBA royalty and, like, has that going for him. Donovan Mitchell, a quasi-similar situation, his dad played professional baseball. Yeah. So, like, a lot has been said about, um, like, Donovan Mitchell – seeing your dad go to work and be in play in professional sports and like, like an understanding of the world and understanding of the world and understanding of the grind. And Donovan Mitchell has certainly his career shows someone who is like making the most of his potential. Yeah. As opposed to like leaving something on the table. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So for, for Shaq to, for Shaq to do that when, and, Again, I use the word of the word lazy here because um, maybe that's fitting of our, our Kobe connection later in the pod is mm. that the you're there's Donovan Mitchell did not do anything to provoke that. No, um, <laughs> none, none whatsoever. Except for have a really good game, apparently. That's all like, you need it, to do. It, it, yeah, instead of, instead of <laughs> having a really good playoff, a legendary playoff series last year. Yeah, a a really nice start to this season. Um, if Connolly's correct and he's getting better every year and he's under the age of 25, uh, what isn't to say that when you go at the at, when this is all said and done, is there a world like let's throw Kobe out, mm-hmm. but like where Donovan Mitchell's career is better than Penny's? Yeah, for sure. If it's that, that world definitely exists, bro. Yeah. Um, where it's where it's better than GPs. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Not. It's not out of the realm of possibility. It's not crazy. Yeah. So if like Shaq's doing the comparisons, right? 
Yeah, I mean, ultimately, it's just way too early in, in his career to to say one way or the other with, with Mitchell. And I do think, yeah, who it was does play far. But, like, if he had done that with James Harden, I think I yes. think you're right. The reaction would have been different because, mm-hmm. like, everybody's kind of tired of James Harden shit yes. a little bit. And, like, James Harden has played almost a decade in the league. So, and so, you know, being able to say, like, hey, like, I don't think you have what it, you know, it takes to adjust to your role and help this team win the championship. Like, and that's potentially a fair criticism. Now, yes. doing it all live TV is still like up in the air. One thing, so what, one thing I was thinking about with this too is like looking at, um, like I said, because a lot of players, former and current, now have their own platforms like JJ Redick. Um, yeah. And they'll have NBA, you know, players on um, yeah. as guests. But I was thinking about the guys from All the Smoke uh stack and and matt barnes yeah so and just kind of the way that they they run their show definitely like it's more a beat for sure and more on the positives they don't really talk a it, lot they are. about like the the negatives as much um what was i going with this though i had a thought it totally derailed um one of the reasons why they like have their show I guess they were like the, the statement of their show is so that the players can tell the story from their point of view. So yeah. in a sense, by them participating in the media, they're trying to kind of remove the media narrative away from the player. So it was just kind of something that I was thinking about as far as like, is this where potentially the younger generation, you know, not so much of like the Barkley Shaq generation, but more of like that that next class that would be more aligned to like the Chris Bosch generation. Is that where they're gonna try to take media and kind of like help the players in that way? Or do the players even need help? Like I guess I'm that's what I'm kind of confused on. It's like because criticism is it being it not necessarily criticism, but like analyzing the game and having opinions on it, like that's why basketball is fun. Like that's right. why we watch the sport. Yes. It's why we watch any sport. Yes. You know, um, part of it is is thinking and wishing that we could do that at some point in our lives. But then the yeah. other part of it, too, is like being able to have that dialogue and conversation. So, like, there's that danger that, like, people might overreact to what happened with the Shaq situation and, and say, like, hey, we need to, to totally get away from that. But, like, I don't know if that's the solution either. No, I don't, and I don't think we should get away from it. I um, No, I'm very much enjoying it. Like, like. Shaq and what they're what they've done on inside the NBA for years this is this is what they do and it's Mm -hmm. great content and it's great fun and like you know it's a good it's a good product when I will watch if I don't watch any of the TNT games on a Thursday night there's a decent chance over the weekend I will check and see if the Ernie's Nito stat of the night was like super funny that week or Mm -hmm. or like back when Shaqton a fool was a th- like more of a thing. Yeah. Like, culturally relevant. Yeah. Like I, I would in the, in the same way of like catching, if I don't watch SNL on a Saturday night, like I'll pop on Sunday morning while I'm laying in bed and see like, was the cold open good? Was the like, were there any sketches worth knowing? Like I'll yeah. do that with inside too. So like the institution of it is there as a, as a, as a media platform. And they were trying to do this for years. Like, First, it was Kenny, you know, just out of retirement, has enough yeah. connections with the league, and then Chuck. Yeah. And then that's why you bring in Shaq is because, like, he's played with everyone, literally everyone, and has, like, yeah. and has like, all, the, all these connections. He's 
more or less contemporaries with the all the smoke guys he was like the logical pick yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. and you see them trying to do like you know d wade got some burn in the bubble and like they're trying to like they're there there's always going to be like an assembly line if you will of like the next guy coming up and that's because it's it's a it's the um it's the cultural institution of the thing so i think there's always going to be the the need for the need for it will be there mm-hmm. as far as like players using their platforms their social medias their um podcasts now much more so especially um what you're right you're not as dependent on mainstream media to get mm-hmm. to become known and to become aware and so in the same time also mainstream media then has to like adjust and be a little bit more like um like you said catchy or yeah or or getcha um but that's always been inside the nba's brand that's what it's been since its inception so i want to reiterate like i have no problems with what i have no problems with Shaq doing this from time to time i have no problems with chuck doing it um the chuck draymond stuff you referenced it earlier was was pretty good stuff yeah and it, it it was good because like the two the because those two guys are more alike than they are different Mm-hmm. It was kind of like it was almost like Shaq yelling at his younger self, and there was like a there was a beautiful like symmetry to that. And then of course, like Draymond comes on inside. Yeah, the and it's all good like, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because because it's it's like two two people at different stages in their life talking to each other. And yeah, um, I in in Shaq even the the stuff with him him in every like if if you're a center in the league like trying to and you're halfway decent, he hates you. That's oh yeah. Cool. Barbecue chicken, that. yeah. <laughs> I, I I love that. That's 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 what you want. That's the competitive, that's the competitive nature of it. So I'm all here for the shtick. I'm mm-hmm. all I'm all here for for what it's doing. There's something about it, there was something about this particular instance with Donovan Mitchell that felt like um, like trying to put a a, squ- a square peg into a round hole, or it's yeah. like you know like it just didn't it didn't quite fit. Yeah, it was just without like logic really and that's it like as long as like what you're talking about where it's you can draw the line and be like okay this is the stick like i know what they're doing like yeah like charles not knowing who certain nba players are was such like, a great stick yeah it should be a concern really but you know for someone that covers the nba but it's yes. great you know um kenny going to the board and diagramming the plays and showing like hey yes. this is what this guy needs to do in this situation like that's all great too so it's like well, you can draw that logical conclusion to like why something is happening, then it's great. You know, and I think it is great when they argue about about players and stuff like that. I was one of those people in 2010, 2009, I was like, I watched every single first take, like every single one. Mm-hmm. No matter how ludicrous it got, I was glued into that because I wanted to hear them talk about how great Aaron Rodgers is or isn't or whatever the fuck they were talking about. That yep. So it's like, that's, you know, we love that about sports, but absolutely last or the other night it was just it didn't make sense and it did it did just kind of seem like an like kind of a bully move which like Shaq's known to do every once in a while just kind of just debo somebody yes he will and and that was just kind of one of those moments it was like huh like that was that was weird so yeah it was it's it's kind of like the meme where it's like this could have been an email it's like that's how I felt it absolutely could have been an email this could have been a text man like you didn't have to say this on tv so that was uh it just kind of made me think too about just like basketball media in general and just how it's really different from when Shaq played, but it's also 
like hasn't really changed that much. In yeah. a lot of there's just more, there's more of it. There's more platforms. There's more. A lot more. A so Shaq, Shaq's brand for 30 years has been, you're doing too much. Yeah. And this is, uh, this is just like another example of it. Like you're Shaq, you're doing way too he's much. Doing here. Too much you're, you're, you're doing too much. You're doing. Cause Sam, you're doing way too much here. Like yeah. we, 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 we need to, we need to settle down, but that's again, um, the uh let's call it the pro wrestling part of this too um and that's i think the pro wrestling part of this is like he was going (laughs) shaq was (laughs) shaq made like a he grabbed the mic in the center of the ring yeah and did promo (laughs) and did and he did a whole thing but the only problem was like um donovan mitchell doesn't have like his his whatever his like positive like his role in the pro wrestling aspect of the NBA is like super positive. Yeah. Like, the super baby face. Yeah. He's super baby face is the word I was looking yeah. for. Thank you. So it, it just, it felt like, huh? Because interesting heel turn. Yeah. Why are, yeah. Why are we, I, I didn't expect to have Donovan Mitchell turned into a villain. Um, Shaq versus Donovan in steel cage. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> yes. Now, of course we just did like, half an hour on this if not more and what have we accomplished i'm more excited than ever to at the very least check out clips from inside the nba this week no exactly that's i was literally about to say that it's like yeah I, I bet you ratings went up they did not go down <laughs> they went up and Literally. now i'm and now i'm more of a donovan mitchell fan yeah i'm more curious now what he's gonna do the rest of the year like, yes yeah so Good job, Shaq, I guess. If but that's also, what he was accomplishing. Fuck, Shaq. Yeah, if that's what he was accomplishing, then yeah, good job. You did it. It worked. Yeah. Uh, if you're trying to motivate the guy, uh, what the hell, bro? Yeah. <laughs> Just what the hell? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, any other thoughts there or good to move on? I think I yeah. think like, we did it. Cool. So kind of a little bit changing in tone uh, as we – a lot of you guys are going to be listening to this to, tomorrow on Tuesday – uh, which is going to be January 26th, which is the one-year anniversary of the helicopter crash that killed Kobe, his daughter Gigi, and seven other with seven other and nine other individuals. Um, That's certain. Shit, I don't want to get that wrong. Um, but yeah, there were a lot of lives lost on a kind of quiet routine uh, Sunday morning. Um, so I, I I made a tweet or I tweeted something when uh on the 22nd, which is the anniversary of the, the 81 point game, which is a 15 year anniversary. Usually there's a lot more posts um, that day for the 81 point game, but I noticed it wasn't quite as many. And I think that's because there's there's gonna be kind of a, uh, a emotional tidal wave, I guess, uh, building up to what tomorrow's probably gonna bring with, with remembering Kobe and, and remembering that crash. So um, I guess, what was that day like for you? Like, did any details stick out? So I was just, you know, hearing the news and everything that followed. It was a weekend. Yeah, it, it yeah, was what, Sunday. I think it was a Sunday. You, yeah. you said that. It was a Sunday. So I, I – no, dude, I, I absolutely remember. I was um, I was at the grocery store. Mm. Um, it was like one of those things where I think I had my phone in my pocket while I was at the grocery store. And I, I got back to my car and checked it and – had a ton of texts from from people and 
it, it like many other like tragedies like that your, your first initial reaction is like what mm-hmm. there's it's almost like a mad lib like kobe bryant was in a helicopter died in a helicopter crash uh, it, 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 it seems so, so random to fully appreciate it. And then I just remember coming home and popping on ESPN or whatever at the time and, and diving into it. And I mean, I, so obviously as the sports aficionados we are, I will remember that as being the beginning of 2020, to be honest. Yeah. And I know, like, there's been, there's obviously been, like, a ton of memes about this. It's like, you know, it's all started with Kobe, like, like as, as, as soon as that. But for, being the sports fan that we are, I, I, I will absolutely, like, begin 2020 what the hell with, with, with Kobe Bryant's death in January. Mm-hmm. Um, where, were, where were you? I was, I just got done running a 5K. Um with a couple, couple of friends and we went to brunch afterwards, get yeah. some food. And it was one of those things where it's like I, somebody texted it to our group and I, I saw it, but it was kind of like what you were saying. It was like, it just seemed so bizarre. I was yeah. like, there's no way that's true. Yes. Um, and then my phone just kept buzzing, buzzing, mm-hmm. buzzing. And I could kind of feel, start to feel the anxiety and you start to notice like everybody else in the restaurant, Reacting. first off, First of all, we're in a restaurant, so that was, you know, obviously something different about what the rest of the year would bring. But mm, yeah. you could just kind of see, like, people's, like, looking at their phone and kind of, like, whispering to each other. Like, the waiter came over and kind of like an asshole, honestly. Like, you could ask the people I was with, like, you know, proclaim Kobe's death um, as people are calling me. And it was uh, – I just remember feeling just, like, denial for yeah. a long time. Like – just I couldn't believe it. It didn't seem real, especially since the night before LeBron passed him in scoring. And so right. it's kind of like LeBron's on his way to his own Laker chapter now. Um, and it's going to be this cool passing the torch and Kobe's going to get to be there when the Lakers win another title. Like this whole thing was set up. Um, and then, so I, we just heard about Kobe at first, but then there was like speculation that all of his daughters were on the helicopter and that just like, I just remember that feeling like a gut, like just so uneasy. And then the news uh, about Gianna, that was like an absolute just gut punch. Um, Cause you, I was like, like thinking or like watching a video of her, like maybe like a month before and just being like, man, it's going to be so cool. So cool seeing the WNBA, see Kobe on the sidelines, like just, you know, the female Mamba basically. So the clip was super viral of, um, them courtside at a Laker game. Yeah. Him like describing something to her and her and she like finishing his sentence. Yeah, she's just locked in the, everything he's saying. And Kobe yeah. like does his like mamba nod, like in approval. Yeah. But that was the I and I remember that clip being viral in December or whatever that was of like yeah. like look at look at like look at the air. Fin- yeah. finishing finishing his thoughts, finishing his yeah. sentence. And Kobe had that high school basketball season um you know obviously he had done a lot for um like Gigi's team Mm. and so Kobe had been I need to get the town right and I want to get the player right but Kobe had been to like he like flown to central Washington with Gigi Mm. um to watch to watch a like a high school basketball player 
who I want to say was like part of Kobe's system or part of like Kobe's like club team or whatever. Right. So like there was also like a little bit of local news about like Kobe showing up in Podunk, Central Washington to watch a girls high school basketball game. Yeah. Like on a Friday night. Like, you know, flies private, private in the small airport, like attends a game for a couple hours and, and flies out. Um, yeah. Let me Google that while while you yeah. like, can continue. No, yeah. So I just remember, yeah, the rest of the day, the rest of the week, rest of the month, pretty much just like, uh, yeah, man. I mean, it felt like, I think Madhu said it when we had him on, like I felt like a family member died. Like Kobe had been part of my life for three quarters of it playing basketball. You know what I'm saying? Obviously a guy I looked up to a lot. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was, it was pretty difficult um, just as a fan, but also too, as you said, like a sports person, like I don't think I had a sports moment, like, stand out more, I guess, or like a, a moment in sports that like I'll remember I'll remember more than that. Like maybe like the first like game after 9-11 or yeah, you know, something along those lines. Um but yeah, I mean it's gonna be something that like you it's probably just never gonna forget. You're always gonna remember like where you were when you heard it. So that's um yeah this is from I'm looking at like a Yakima newspaper. Um Posted January 14th. So this is like even in January. Literally days before. Kobe Bryant at a high school basketball game in Kashmir, Washington. um, Located in between between Leavenworth and Wenatchee. So like, have you been to Chelan? Have you been like? I've uh, been to Leavenworth. Okay. So like up in the mountains of of central Washington. Um, Haley Van Lith is her name. She's at the University of Louisville Hmm. right now. Yeah, she's at the University of Louisville right now. So she's like one of one of the top recruits to a, a really great women's yeah. basketball program at Louisville. And him and there's a picture here of Kobe and Kobe in the locker room with Gigi and the the whole the whole team afterwards. And like Haley had been, I guess, training with Kobe over the summer, and so mm. wanted to sh- wanted to show love and flies into Kashmir high school yeah in between leavenworth and wenatchee washington with his daughter on a on a i guess a weekend night to to catch high school hoops that and it's crazy weeks weeks before weeks death, before man. that's crazy so i know tomorrow we're probably gonna see a lot of different clips uh, a lot of different stuff on social is there any specific kobe memories that jump out to you or anything like i don't know that you maybe just think about more often than you used to you texted me this and I was trying to think of, I was trying to think of like specifics. Um, I just have, and I remember thinking this at the time, it was, you know, when something like this happens, it's also like a reflection of your life and you kind yeah. of like take stock of where you are. Totally. And, Especially when like a child dies for sure. Mm, yeah. I like, I, like you said, Kobe was something like we have essentially grown up with. Right. So I've, I've shared this. This is not an original thought of me of like one of our reflections here, but like I, I have a somewhere in my parents' house is a Kobe Bryant rookie card and it's him bald with a cast on like mm. dunking. And like, I just, I distinctly remember knowing this, like <laughs> this rookie card is important. And like my, I knew that in the late nineties, like I knew, I, I know like this is this is one to have and there's like I had a Steve Nash one and I had a Kobe one I was like yes this this 96 upper deck rookie card is important and damn you're 
<laughs> late nineties scouting report. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. on> <laughs> this, this, this card is important. So like, um, him, his, his death in, in a sense of, if you look, if you look on it personally is like, um, one of those, wow, you know, I'm getting older. My, yeah. my, my, I, I, my childhood is, is less and less away from me. And of course the tragedy being like, you're not supposed to, you're supposed to think about that with like, I had that, I had that thought with Kobe retiring mm. in, in, what was that? 2016. Like I had yeah. like, it was like, dang, that was 20 years of me like having Kobe Bryant in my life. But now it's Kobe Bryant, literally not a part of my life in my more yeah. anymore. And you know, the greatest tragedy of them all is like, everyone was so like what he was going to be doing for the next rest or whatever, because yeah. he was, he was up, he was going to be up to some really cool stuff, man. He was going to be, he was going to be a major part of, culture he's gonna be a major mm. he's gonna be a major force in like you said um gender equality he's gonna be a major force in sport he's gonna be a major force in the arts he was he was gonna be like all over the place he's gonna be kobe bryant just on a different court he was gonna be kobe bryant yeah no that's yeah. crazy yeah i mean like you were saying just all the stuff he did for the the women's game and i guess that was cool to see that get highlighted um i mean yeah if he's flying to fucking bump up nowhere in washington mm-hmm. yeah to, to you know get some uh some shine for a player like that's that's awesome that's you know that advocacy that you love to see for sure yeah um probably for me like I just get these like really random like memories of like just random like, fist pumps or just like yeah. you know what he would do when he like put his hands on the stamps and have like he'd be biting on his jersey and he'd just be like staring a hole into something just so locked in and so focused. Uh, I get like random thoughts about like that kind of stuff or random images. Probably like my favorite game or a couple of my favorite games was the Spain game in two thousand eight. Great call. Uh, where he just takes over in the fourth quarter. I remember I stayed up, I stayed up so late to watch that game. Like, yeah. I don't know what time it actually was, but it felt like three in the morning. Like, I want to tell myself. It wasn't three, but. It's kind of like when your parents talk about walking to school uphill in the snow. Like, every yeah. time I tell the story, it's like later, <laughs> later in the day. It wasn't three, but it was late. I yeah. was at a. Oh, that was the summer going into college. I was at yeah. a party. I absolutely. So I'm glad you brought, like, I was at a party. And I remember, like, classic like people like classic like guys loving sports it's like wait wait like where's the put on the bat put on the game like and we were, we were just watching like we were watching the olympics and, uh, that kobe game uh um, yeah, that's over, a, yeah. so good call man i have that game as like i know i remember where i was where i saw that moment um uh i was on this is terrible timing on my part, but I was on a, like, I don't know, like I was on, I was on a date for his last game against the jazz. Nice. He dropped 60. Super romantic. You know, it's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. And you know, like a, da- a date that didn't go anywhere, but like, you know, and it's like, uh, uh-huh, like, because you were watching Kobe. <laughs> <'Cause I'm> watching <laughs> Kobe. <laughs> yes. That's probably why. Thanks. Cope. Uh, That's, That's the uh, content we're here for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, Cause I'm watching like, I'm watching the TV over her shoulder. Like, wait a second. Like, Kobe's doing what? <laughs> I absolutely remember that. She thinks you're like smiling at like a story she told her earlier. It's like Kobe's at 55. <laughs> Kobe's doing that. Yeah. Oh man. Um, 
like I like I uh, shared in one of our recent pods, I I remember seeing the Ori shot. Um, mm-hmm. I remember being at a buddy's house, watching his pissed off face when the Celtics won the finals. Oh yeah, he was high. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't have a specific. I'm trying. I don't have a specific eighty-one point night. Some some time, and obviously we were mm-hmm. in high school. Um, I don't have a specific memory of that, but there's there is a couple occasional. I've got maybe four or five. Like yeah, I can I can place myself in a specific point of time with mm-hmm. them. Yeah, I've gotten to just see Kobe live a couple of times, which mm-hmm. was just amazing. Um, I think you I were at him. the Portland game, right? I was at the Portland game in 04 where he hit the the shot over uh, Ruben Patterson to send it to OT. Yeah, um, and then he hit the shot to to win the game. And so that was like amazing because that was my first time ever seeing him in person. So, you know, it was just really cool to, to see, uh, to see your guy come through like that. It was just surreal. Then there's another time I saw him. I think he just changed his number to 24. Um, so his team still wasn't that good, but so I think it was like 07 maybe. And I remember he dunked on Joel Prisbilla and kind of was like jawing at him a little bit. Prisbilla said something bad. So they both got teed up. And Kobe's just walking back to half court. It's like because Portland hated Kobe. Like yes. I don't know if there's a fan base that like hated a guy more. Um, so they're just letting him have it, and yeah. he's just like he, he's space on the jumbotron. You can see him mouth the words, "I love it. I fucking love it." And <laughs> <laughs> he proceeded to drop like thirty five in that game. It was it was fucking awesome. Well, that's um, quintessential Kobe. Yeah, exactly. I think I think that's like that's what like lives on in my mind is like the the attitude the perseverance the betting on yourself like putting in the work and, and being confident in what you're doing um, yeah nah but that's just one of those days i'll always i'll always just laugh about when i think about just <laughs> look on the jumbotron him saying i fucking love it that's super cool man that's one of the, that's um that's a moment like when you go and see it live, when you, when you see like, I never, I never saw Kobe live. When you see like, when you're, wa- when you're watching someone live like that, you can just, you can, you can like sense the greatness. You can feel that. Like you feel it. It's like, it's an aura or whatever. It's orange. Yeah. Sees it. <laughs> yeah. It, it, no, it totally is. Um, it, 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 I, I've been to enough, <laughs> I've been to enough Mariner games where Mike Trout hits a home run where I'm like, okay. Like you're gonna be yeah. one of the you're gonna be one of the like at the very least top ten best baseball players of all time. And mm. I'm tired of you dominating like this. I the Kobe Kobe to um Kobe to Portland seems like a Mike Trout to the Seattle Mariners situation where it's like he's gonna hit up literally and I I've turned I've turned to my dad a couple times and like my trout's about to hit a home run here. And like <laughs> boom, and just like I've I've called that. And so like I can imagine you being at and in the Rose Garden being like Kobe's about to put in work here, and yeah. like, like Kobe's about to hit this shot to send it to overtime here. Kobe, there, there was not a doubt in my mind, <laughs> not a doubt in my mind. Yeah. Oh man, well, RIP to Kobe. Um, crazy, a year's already gone by, man. Holy shit, where's time going? But it is crazy, man. Well, appreciate everybody listening. This has been the Shorts and Goggles Podcast. RJ Liggins, Kevin Reed. You can listen to us on Spotify, Breaker, Anchor FM or Google Podcasts. We'll be back next week. Uh, Remember, follow us at Shorts Goggles Pod on Instagram. Um, And yeah, we out.